a playlist original. It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. So sorry that this is a bit late. I was on editing duty this week and (laughs) that is completely why. But I want to give a shout out to Kimmy. I hope this is on your Tuesday post-work walk since I probably missed the Monday one. (laughs) I am going on vacation this week so I am pre-recording a lot of podcasts for the next three weeks and it's been super fun. I have Molly and Denise on from Gossip That's Good For You and I have Lindsay from the at the woke wallet project and then I'm gonna have Jordan and Lauren on from Centennial Beauty So I hope you enjoy. I will be living my best the summer I turn pretty life on the East Coast beaches of Maine. And I'm going to be going to the Washington, D.C. Beyond the Blinds live podcast show. So I hope to see you there. DM me if you're going and we can meet for drinks beforehand or just, I don't know, catch up at the show or whatever that is. Before we get to my episode with Jenna from Date Card, I just want to say there's been some interesting updates from some of the recent stories I've covered on the podcast, so I will be giving a few updates on those at the end of the show. I feel like that's all the housekeeping items, so let's get into it. Here is my conversation with Jenna. I'm back with a very special guest, Jenna from the Date Card Pod is here. Jenna, how are you? Yeah, thanks for having me back. Ah, thanks for coming back. Last time we chatted on RTBP was November 2021. Whoa. (laughs) I know, I was like, Bachelor Nation was so different then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was like shortly after I fell into my Taylor Swift rabbit hole. Yes, so Um, fun. Which has only continued to get... (laughs) deeper and deeper into (laughs) truly same I know I actually have a folklore revisit coming out a few days after this episode will air and like I am full down that rabbit hole us you and me Twilight and Taylor Swift (laughs) is our like our little uh Venn diagram just as a circle basically (laughs) yes literally which I like love so much Obviously, the name kind of lends itself. Date Card Podcast, you're Mm -hmm. talking about Bachelor Nation, Mm -hmm. but do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Yeah. Um, Hi, I'm Jenna. I'm one half of Date Card Pod, which is a queer, intersectional, feminist, leftist podcast and page about the Bachelor franchise, which I know sounds a little wild to some people, but it's actually quite fun because... Bachelor Nation is trash in many ways, and the show is trash in many ways, but um, there it might surprise some people there's, like, a huge community of just, like, queer watchers and people who are, would say, ACAB, but then also are there every Monday morning <laughs> watching the show, and that's the space we like to live in. It's pretty fun, and yeah, we've been around for about four years, and 
it's a you know it's a ever messy <laughs> franchise to dive deep into truly yeah and mm-hmm. shout out to danica your yes. your other half yeah she's so sweet i know she keeps trying to push me into like let's do a um housewives podcast <laughs> I'm afraid though because I've never watched like a single episode so oh my god that would be that would be a good rabbit hole to go down holy shit that would keep you entertained for years to come (laughs) so true oh my god so we're both bachelor watchers I'm way more casual obviously Mm -hmm. than you are sometimes a fun you know fandom yeah fandom to be a part of and then sometimes not so much but one really cool thing that you're doing right now is a campaign called roses for everybody do you want to talk a little bit about this really important campaign yeah thank you um so i started a campaign with a group of individuals um all bachelor fans and we are demanding that the franchise start including fat people in their casting. The show has been on for 20 years, 44 seasons. They have cast over 1,142 individuals, and only two of those individuals were a documented, self-identified plus size. And they both went home night one with under a minute of airtime each. And that's absurd. Um, That is exclusionary and it's harmful um and it's also not surprising right reality television is not a place that typically we go to to see positive good representation always except for the thing is reality tv is one of the most accessible forms of television and media that there is it is a cultural cornerstone it is something that everyone talks about everyone is engaged in And it does have a place and a responsibility, in our opinion, to have some representation for people. You know, shows like The Bachelor and other franchises have worked hard over the last couple of years to start being more racially inclusive. And that's a good thing. (laughs) And of course, a lot of them have still a long way to go, of course. But you don't see fat representation and inclusion in a lot of these shows. And it's just truly honestly doesn't make any sense to me i know the sense is that we live in a fat phobic society but i mean let's try to not do that (laughs) yeah is the thought process so we have a a petition on change.org um and you can find the link in our bio at roses for everybody and you can sign the petition we have five demands that are pretty simple and straightforward but you know the main one is just casting fat individuals into their shows Fat people are beautiful, fat people exist, fat people that deserve a chance to find love on a trashy television show, and they deserve opportunities for uh, social media platforms even, you know? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's such a good point about the careers after The Bachelor yeah. that they're just not privy to because mm-hmm. of a very uh, certain image that mm-hmm. The Bachelor is trying to portray. Mm-hmm. It really is giving like Victoria's Secret vibes, mm-hmm. which is like been in the news recently because of the Hulu doc and just how it couldn't get with the times. Yeah. And I feel like Bachelor Nation, or I should say Bachelor the show, mm-hmm. is like that. But like, and I guess we're seeing that decline because mm-hmm. the ratings have been 
and viewership have been like the lowest, like an all time mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I think it's just because people are seeking a more diverse show. They yeah. want mm-hmm. themselves represented in mm-hmm. the TV that they watch and they want to have a good conscience. I feel mm-hmm. like watching TV, even if it's trashy. And it's so true. You, you, you bring a good point. And then like, it, it is that, that downward curve has been happening for the last five years as people have been more conscious consumers of their media. Um, and it doesn't mean you can, lo- you, you don't need to lose all of those people. You just need to start meeting them at their like level. And the show knows this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not doing that. And they are, there's so many people who have told us they don't watch anymore because of this specific issue. So they're literally missing out on money. And even from a capitalistic financial standpoint, they would bring in so many viewers if they just started doing this. So I know I, I really do hope they listen to the people. We have a lot of people who have signed and we're continuing to grow and having more support. So please join us in asking the Bachelor franchise to start including fat people in their casting. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's I know from the capitalistic standpoint, it's so interesting because I feel like that it's the same with like plus size fashion. Yes. Uh, like you're just missing out on a huge population of people that want to look cute and deserve yeah. to look cute and have the latest trends. Like, and have money to throw at you. You're literally yeah. throwing money away in the trash because of what? Because yeah. of what? Yeah. Because you thinness. think, yeah, thinness is the ideal standard. It's not yeah um it's just really not so i don't i don't really quite get it (laughs) absolutely and i'll put the link in the episode show notes of all of your socials and the petition and everything like that i've signed really encouraging my listeners to read about the demands that this campaign is making and sign the petition obviously and share it with your friends and family thank you So we're going to talk about some really, some more fun things. Um, (laughs) Some Bachelor Nation gossip, the wedding of Benifer, the (laughs) long-awaited wedding, some Kardashian-Jenner gossip, and then we will nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share, Jenna's going to share this week in Petty Story. So let's dive into it. I feel like I've wanted to talk about this with someone for so long, so I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Mm-hmm. Tyler Cameron, the star pupil of Bachelor Nation, has a new girlfriend, Paige Lorenz. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Okay, I don't say this is a slight blind spot for me because Tyler Cameron blocked us. Um. No! <laughs> no! Oh my god, I'm so sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I basically called him a MAGA, and he, <laughs> he blocked me. So, let that be what it is. I'm not saying yeah. 100% is, but I definitely... <laughs> He didn't yeah. like that, did he? But I do, I know a little bit about this. I mean, I guess, you know, it was a little bit under wraps for a little bit. And then there was, like, some back and forth with some text messages and somebody mm-hmm. With more... Okay, yeah. okay. I want to say, her exes are Morgan Wallen. Wow. And uh, Archie Hammer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's wild. Paige is a model... I, I don't know if people know Morgan Wallen's like a, a country singer. He was under fire for saying the N-word in like this like 
racist rant. This she dated him post incident, so oof, <laughs> oof uh, like yeah. And then she dated Archie Hammer. I'm pretty sure, like at the beginning of 2020, I, uh, Brie his controversy but hope she's well in that case because obviously we know that archie hammer is like an abusive partner so army right oh my god everybody calling him archie i loved it because i was like it's so cute but then i was like is he his nickname because i know his ass right now is working at some resort trying to hide yes he's in the cayman islands working as like a timeshare and his name there is Archie Hammer. <laughs> yeah, he rebranded as Archie. No, his no. What I was, I don't know what I was thinking of to be honest. But Army Hammer because his he's named after I think his grandpa, mm-hmm. Armand Hammer, who's like the rich. Yeah, the, owner of Arm and Hammer. Yes, yeah, Arm. <laughs> it's so our world is just unwell. <laughs> so unwell. So. Yeah, they went public. She's been commenting on people's posts about them, which is, like, interesting, too, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just feel like he's definitely the more well-known person, and I feel like yeah. it's, like, really clout chasey when, like, you start, like, interacting with, like, the fans. Uh, yeah, very, <laughs> yeah, very. This, they seem like a match made in heaven, to be honest. All of this yeah. really tracks for me, her dating history, and then adding somebody like him is pretty perfect for me. It's like if I could imagine somebody for him, it would be somebody who just has just interesting connections. You know, nothing. Yeah. She's, she's a fine individual, I'm sure. Um, yes. She's gorgeous. And, you know, he is stunning as well. We'll see how it goes. You mean anything to keep him out of the college campuses is what I say. <laughs> oh, God, that's so <laughs> gross. But yeah, agreed. <laughs> also, I was thinking about him recently because I remember when he went on Hannah Brown season, he stated he was reading Where the Crawdads Sing <laughs> in his bio. <laughs> Audience, so, I, I almost died. <laughs> yeah. oh. So it just everything just comes like full circle, but like everything is also like one degree removed from yeah. each other. Yeah, Obs- obsessed with that. Well, good. I'm, I'm hopefully they have a nice date at the movies watching <laughs> <laughs> watching the Reese Witherspoon cinematic masterpiece where the crawdads sing. Other people that have been messy, messy, mm-hmm. messy on social media. Katie Thurston um, and then like Nick Vile and Blake Horseman just mm-hmm. cannot keep each other's names out of their mouth. Um, like, where did that feud even like start? I know, truly. Okay, so the, a little bit of the history. So Katie Thurston is a former lead. She was on just about mm, last year. Um, Nick Fayal was a former lead. He was on about seven years ago. Um, <laughs> God. He has a podcast he, where he talks about um, Bachelor Nation stuff. And also just like other, he interviews celebrities and does advice, which is really in, unnecessary because he's an idiot. And mm-hmm. Billy Quartzman was a runner-up on Becker Kufra's season, which was in 2016. And he's also pretty, he's like just a standard in Bachelor Nation. He's never gone away. Despite many uh, uh, controversies, I honestly don't hate the man. He's just, he's kind of an idiot. One of those just the classic himbos. And basically, I guess what the current problem is that Katie had a messy season. And we talked about this a little bit on our last time together. And she recently did like a 
AMA asked me for any tea and she just like started dropping a bunch of random shit um and it was getting a lot of the men riled up a little bit talking about how she didn't know which one she was going to choose at the end and making fun of the men and then on a TikTok live she made the statement that oh why do you hate Nick Vidal because she's like kind of just like randomly talked about him sometimes and she's like oh I blocked him on my phone it's fine and then Nick didn't like that. Nick and his child bride, Natalie Joy, who is 23, uh, and he's 41, um, <laughs> fun times. They went on his podcast and, like, read some texts from Katie trying to, like, catch her in a lie and say that she's a bad person. And they don't know why she blocked him. But here's the reason I think she really blocked him in a lot of ways is when she was on his podcast, like, good, I don't know, eight, ten months ago, yeah. He just, like, made fun of her the entire podcast. Yeah. Was talking down to her the entire podcast. Yeah. It was, like, she was trying to talk about, like, her heartbreak or whatever. And he was, like, I mean, are you really heartbroken? He kept just, like, doing things. He, like, made... She later on was... Didn't know how to name five countries in Africa. She embarrassed herself. Yes. <laughs> I, like... Uh, this is how fast Bachelor Nation moves that yeah. I, like... I. Didn't even remember that. Exactly. Like, oh my but god. He just like continued to drag her for it though. Yeah. And like make fun of her and talk shit about her. He does this a lot with a lot of the women in Bachelor Nation who are deemed kind of like the weakest link in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Like one that's an easy one to target on. And he will just always make some kind of comment and just like never give them the like benefit of the doubt. So he was doing that with her. And I think she has all the right in the world to block him because she doesn't like the way he, like, talks about her. 100%. And you're right. It it was the interview. But also when he covered bits of her season, he also just hated on her. Because I think he's, like, a Greg, Greg Grippo, like, mm-hmm. truther. Mm-hmm. Because didn't he get one of the first Greg Grippo yep. interviews? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it all checks out. Mm-hmm. The most interesting thing, obviously, from Katie's AMA was the golf cart. <laughs> mega Ann thing because like you and i have been talking about this for fucking two years but there was during taisha and claire's season a photo of supposedly hannah ann but masked up so it was like maybe there was a little doubt that it wasn't her but she was seen on a golf cart at la quinta and then everyone went wild like why is she there is Mm -hmm. there a third switch up like Mm -hmm. just the rumors were flying Never addressed until Katie was like, by the way, this is a producer. It's not Hannah Ann. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so funny. And then Hannah Ann was like, no, I mean, where's the proof? She didn't ever, yeah. she didn't ever say, no, it is me. She just was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What's the proof? And then Claire comes in and goes, yeah, LOL. People don't understand the truth or whatever. Like she, she backed up Katie's assertion that it wasn't Hannah Ann, which was amazing because like Claire was there. So she yes. would know. And it's just so funny to me because it just is, it just goes to prove that the producers are, they, like, Chris Jenner and the Bachelor producers, they are one and the same. They will do whatever they can to spin a narrative. And it worked. We didn't know who was going to be the next lead for a little while. And, I mean, there was literal articles, like, tabloid articles being like, Hannah Ann, is that La Quinta? 
It's like, yeah. it, it absolutely worked because they just released these magical photos. And then you come out to find later, it's this producer that looks exactly like her that has a mask on. It's the funniest thing to me. It's so funny, but it's weird because, yeah, even her clothes and the way she was sitting and her, like, shoes, it just screamed Hannah Ann. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that was just so fascinating to me. And, like, you and I were treating it like it was, like, an unsolved murder. Like... <laughs> Like, because because until we got this notification from Katie, the longest time we were just like, what was the reason? <laughs> what was the like, reason? Why was she there? And like, you know, it was so funny. Like, and so it was great to get that confirmation that it was the reason she quote unquote was there and it wasn't even her was to mess with us. And yeah. it's just good to know. Yeah, totally. Because, like, again, it just shows the depth of what the producers do to their hide storylines or distract you or change the narrative. Yeah. It's wild. Gotta keep your fucking eyes open. Truly. Katie, do you like when she posts, like, shit posts on Instagram? Yes, because it's just, like, funny and messy to me. Some people are like, why is she still doing this? Her season's long over. I'm like... Everyone does. That's what that's yeah. what you do to get engagement. And, yeah. and people are like, well, she's just as messy as whatever. And I was like, you know, Nick does it for profit, like extra yeah. profit. Like, I guess she does profit, too, because she's an influencer, right? But he has a whole podcast. That, yeah. to me, that makes it worse. Yeah. You know, or just, like, more, like, uh, petty, you know? I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. um, you, can, you can have a platform to do that, but it's, like, don't act like you are superior yeah. To a, a lead who's still talking about her season, you know? Totally. I know I know people, like, really get mad about that. Like, I'm thinking of the new Laguna Beach and mm-hmm. the Hills podcasts mm-hmm. that have come out. And people are like, whoa, like, trying to, again, like, hold on to the 15 minutes of fame or, like, get another paycheck. But then on the other hand, I always think about it. It's like, this was, like, the fundamental like moment of your life mm-hmm. of course you want to like revisit mm-hmm. it or keep talking about it like it was it changed the absolute trajectory yeah. of all these people's lives same yeah. same with the bachelor mm-hmm. yeah so i mean i think there's a i guess a kind of a limit or whatever but she never claims and i'm not like i'm not trying to like defend katie and everything she does you can love her or hate her but she never claims to be like superior or like you yeah. know, like, she's just playing the game just like anyone else. And Greg and Andrew and Michael and John and all of her men all benefit from it. They all get clicks on their pages. They all get more money. No one's no one's suffering here just because, you know, Katie decided to wake up and choose violence one day. You know, the only one that suffers, I suppose, is us. Yes. You have to hear Nick Vial talk about it. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so true. Uh. How are you enjoying the new season? You know, it's only week two and it's a little boring. The beginning of every season is a little boring. But, you know, if our listeners aren't um, hep to the Bachelor stuff, this is the first season that they've ever done in America where they have two leads for the entire season. They once tried that with Caitlin Bristow and a woman named... Brie. Right. Brittany. Um, Brittany. Thank you. And that one was even worse. They made the men vote on which woman to keep night one. Yikes. Um, But this one is they just basically decided that both women were so heartbroken at the end of Clayton's season that they were like we're going to give them both the season together and it's just never been done before. And so personally I'm very interested in it and I'm very fascinated. 
um, because it is going to be messy and weird. And, like, we're already starting to see that. This week on week two, there's already just, like, you know questions about like what men are going to be more interested in what lead and how do they the leads you know interact with each other gabby and rachel and i think it's gonna be really fucking messy yeah yeah totally what do you think like the end is gonna look like for example Mm -hmm. in a lot of recent seasons the lead is always like i fell in love with two or three (laughs) of the contestants do you think that it's could possibly be like the contestants say like I fell in love with both of the leads yeah yeah I think there's gonna be I do think that's probably gonna be something I'm hoping it's not that like far in the end that it's like really down to the last like three or so and then that's what's happening maybe I would love that to be more of like a maybe a sixth place kind of guy doing that um which still would be hard and weird but dramatic but also I mean it will be dramatic either way, and it will be interesting. And, it, I mean, I guess it's fucked, but I, I do like to watch the the pain a little bit. Uh, you're a fool if you don't admit that. Um, <laughs> Truly. But, yeah, I do. I think there's going to be some, some shenanigans with that, and I think that inevitably there will be a, a guy that even the women are both really into. And I do think at some point, though, it might not be as bad as the show is letting us – to believe with their promos because that is also a typical manipulation tactic of the producers to make us think that this is going to be a certain way. So they're really hammering home these conflicts and I'm wondering if it won't just kind of find its way towards the end. But I am so curious because normally it's one lead and they have four people at the end that they, you know, take to hometowns and then to fantasy suites and like, does each woman going to have that many? Yeah. Do they have eight or is it just... Two and two. two? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes they do the two-hour episodes. It's like, and then they have the third hour on the other day. Could you imagine if they're like, oh, we just need to do like six hours tonight of all of the hometowns. Tori, don't. <laughs> I know. I know. I am i shouldn't even put it out into the universe. Oh, I love it. But ultimately, what I want to say to everybody listening is what I really hope for this season is that the two women leave together. Yes, <laughs> yes. Could you imagine? Like that did happen in a their iteration yeah, of yeah. of The Bachelor. Yeah. That truly would be the most dramatic season finale ever. <laughs> like <laughs> to to steal a line from Chris Harrison. <laughs> God, may rest in rest, rest, <laughs> may, rest in peace. Um, he's not dead. He's just dead to us. Um, yes. So yeah. No, I, I'm really. We're all here. Date Car Pod. We're manifesting a hashtag Gachel uh, ending. Let's go ahead and bring in the, uh, you know, Kaylor Swift of it all. Anyone? 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 Yes. <laughs> the the yes. Kaylor energy uh, is so major. I know. We're looking for the Easter eggs. <laughs> like just just like we are with Taylor's lyrics. Yeah, and it's just so perfect how Rachel and Gabby made Gachel. Like mm-hmm. it's truly meant to be. Okay, we should talk about another couple. Yes, please. <laughs> Benefer. Benefer, I feel like they're kind of my controversial faves. Woo! Yeah, I feel like that's a hot take that I'm actually, like, stoked that they're married. (laughs) (laughs) No, true. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you, you're, like, stoked in a way that you're, like, really happy for them and you're, like, oh, second chance at love? Yeah, yeah. Like, I 
was hesitant. Like I was stoked and was trying to look beyond the potential PR aspect of this relationship. But I don't know. I just like, I'm trying to look beyond that. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, they found each other again Mm -hmm. at maybe a better time in their lives. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. And maybe I'm super naive and everyone's (laughs) like laughing in my face right now. But yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. I I could see it both ways. That does genuinely happen, you know, yeah. in the world. So, like, there you go. And um, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think either of them found each other, you know, last year or whatever, not, like, out of a relationship, right? There was no cheating or anything. Like, no one was in a previous relationship, I think. I think Ben was seeing this, like, younger woman, right? But... Yeah, so Ben had been dating Anna DeArmas, mm. but they had broken up. But again, they had a movie together, mm. so that was a little bit sus. Mm-hmm. And they were doing lots of paparazzi walks during COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she was with A-Rod. It kind of seemed like he was texting other girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they broke up. And then, yeah, they kind of shortly after got married. Mm-hmm. I will say there was one thing that she said that I was like, no, this is like for real, but I can't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. Well, she changed her last name to Affleck, like legally. I'm I'm sure she's still using the stage name Jennifer Lopez, Mm -hmm. but like, I think that's a big deal. That is huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just talking to my friend Connie last night about, we're not going to talk about Bachelor anymore, really, but just the, the the couples that do end up making it from the franchise are the ones that when I find out they buy a house together, I'm like, oh. Okay. Okay. This is real. <laughs> this yes. Is real. Um, and there's a handful of them that are like not even married yet, but have literal property together. And I'm like, okay, yes. yeah, but this is real. So yeah, for the fact that like Jennifer would get his name legally, her name legally changed, that is definitely like okay. Uh huh. And then for me, I saw the part about her dress, and I thought that was really mm-hmm. cute. So I guess she wore two dresses, yes. and one yes. of the dresses she wore was. Um, on a poster for a movie that she did with Ben. Yes, and she was like, I had it in my closet. I kept, like, going back to it, going back to it, but there was, like, not a time. Mm -hmm. And then she wore it. And I think it's also, like, not really her, like, normal glitzy style. Mm -mm. So I'm like, it must be really sentimental. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that kind of made me, like, go, oh, my God. Like, imagine, like, literally keeping that dress and then... From Jersey Girl in 2000, or I don't even know when it was. Yeah, it and was like 2005 or something. And then, no, you know, earlier. Yeah, and then to wear that is really, that is very sweet and such a, a kind gesture. And, you know, so they got buried in Vegas at like 1230 a.m. And um, I was reminded that she's been married four times. Or no, three times, right? Sorry, this is yes. her fourth wedding. Yes, yes. Um, and that's like no shade, really. And also, I guess Jennifer's pretty. She like one of them. She's like, I don't really count them because they were for like nine months and like eleven months or whatever. Yeah, and then like the Mark Antony one was like actually like long. Yeah, so long, yeah. yeah. Let's just call this one her second. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, like we can all just. Um, and so that was cute that they she did then just get married in Vegas, right? Because, you know, she's already done three other weddings. And I feel like that is a kind of typical, you know, thing that brides do or couples do in general. Like, oh, let's just make this one is just let's go have fun and get yeah. married in Vegas. That's a really good point because I was kind of confused why they didn't do like the whole song and dance mm-hmm. because... Jennifer is in a 
is a performer mm-hmm. and and loves a glitzy ball gown and all of that type of stuff so I really expected that Mm -hmm. but this also just seems again you're right more them like more real Mm -hmm. that yeah she wanted the you know pictures in the Cadillac she wanted the you know Vegas light vibe like Mm -hmm. the flashing lights and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like that's really cool so Mm -hmm. two of their kids were there Serafina which is Ben and Jennifer Garner's kid and then Emmy, which is Mark and Jennifer Lopez's kid, which is nice. The mm-hmm. other ones weren't there, but I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. just they had, they had school or something. <laughs> yeah, bedtimes. I don't know. <laughs> no, truly, that's cute. I mean, it's better than when they didn't have any of the kids for Courtney and Travis's engagement. Um. <laughs> yes, like that seemed like planned. Mm-hmm for the show like that they they didn't want them there this just I don't know maybe seems like they couldn't be there I mean I will say to the haters um (laughs) which I can't decide if I am or not Ben Ben has had a weird history you know Ben has had he's had you know issues with drinking he's had issues with gambling all of which are very public you know and I'm not saying no one can ever get better and I hope he is and it sounds like like he is um but you know it's just their first engagement was not a pretty sight and you know they broke up for a lot of these reasons and then he was pretty horrible to Jennifer Gardner and I just, you know, it. I, I can understand why people's red flags are, they're just checking them and, you know, looking for things. And also, it just did seem like such a PR relationship, such a nostalgia's back, hashtag, oh my gosh, 2000s type of relationship. So the fact that they actually went through it with the wedding is just kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like proving everyone wrong. Wow. And <laughs> way I to commit like- to the bit. Yeah, literally, sometimes I say that about, like, Nick Jonas and Priyanka and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, a baby and a marriage, like, you're really committing to this this storyline. But I think also, like, people always say, like, oh, it's PR, and it's like, but I think people in real life are with partners that, like, maybe better their status or, like, other things that maybe it's not to the extreme of celebrities, but, like, I think... When you're choosing a partner, like, Uh there's, Mm -hmm. like, other reasons maybe outside of, like, in addition to, like, their personalities. Yeah, especially when you think about the way that a lot of our, like, yeah, our Facebook friends and high school friends that you follow, right, making these god-awful posts that are just like, I can't believe I get to spend the rest of my life with John and (laughs) blah 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 Like, that's that's a PR photo right like in, a, in, yes. a, in a, a normal way that's a like look at this look at my status of being committed blotty blotty blah and so I mean that's so I love that <laughs> yeah truly like again not to the extremes of celebrities but yeah you're totally right like everything is you know for the public <laughs> other people's consumption and like mm-hmm. their their stage just happens to be millions of people where mm-hmm. ours is you know, a couple hundred, so. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. (laughs) And it seems like their wedding has continued. They're now at Ben's Georgia estate, Mm. which also was interesting because apparently he's been trying to sell that estate for years, Mm. but apparently those plans were what they had originally planned in 2003 before they called off their Mm -hmm. original wedding. So I was like, that's also interesting that they're Mm -hmm. like kind of duplicating those plans and maybe he'll be able to sell the house 
now that it's getting all of this press. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if he hasn't been able to before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. or like rented as a wedding venue or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so cute. Well, yeah. well, congrats to Benefer. We wish them well. Yes. Okay. Speaking of. Yes. Baby drama. So much drama with Khloe Kardashian. Like, I was <laughs> dying to talk about this on the podcast. So just to recap, if anyone forgets, even though I know everyone knows every detail of this story, like, <laughs> if you're listening. But there was, like, a random rumor that Chloe had a new boyfriend. And then, like, three days later, on the heels of this rumor, TMZ reports that Chloe is having her second child via surrogacy with Tristan Thompson and that the baby is due, like, any day now. Mm-hmm. Where were you when you first heard this news? Yeah, I believe I was probably trying to take care of a small child myself. Um, <laughs> like, wiping a diaper. And I was like, oh my god. Oh. It's just embarrassing. It's just so sad and embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yes, okay, sure. They made the, sur- the surrogate was probably pregnant before... We found out that Tristan had impregnated another woman and then tried to pay that woman to have an abortion. (sighs) Let's not forget. So, yes, great, cool. But it's been years of you with this man and doing all these things. And her obsession with having the same father for her children is... I'm gonna just gonna say it, it's problematic. It's problematic in the way that she and the other Kardashians are doing it. If you and your personal life really want to have a family unit with the people you're having babies with, I support that. I think it's great. People should be with who you know. But sometimes it doesn't work, right? And there's nothing fucking wrong with having different parents. There's nothing mm-hmm. fucking wrong. It's classist to believe that it is. And then you just add in the fact that Kim, Kylie, and Chloe have all very intentionally had black fathers to have mixed babies seems icky to me. Not that, mm-hmm. that just they're the way they are doing it. Not that they are having beautiful of mixed babies. <laughs> of um, course. And just, it's just... She's saying, like, I just want True to have a sibling. I just want True to have a sibling. He, she has siblings. Yes. From the other babies that Jerson yes. has provided. Yes. She literally has two half-siblings already that are very similar ages to her. And she has all of the cousins, yeah. like, that are all similar ages as well, that they hang out all the time. So it's like, okay, yes, she wanted a new another baby which is fine and great yeah which is great and totally her choice and like lovely but this death grip on the idea of a traditional quote-unquote nuclear family Mm -hmm. is literally ruining my life and her life like because I have to hear about it all the time so true and it's so weird because so they announced that it was a boy and the finale of the Kardashians was talking about how Chloe wanted a boy when Kim found out that Tristan had impregnated third woman. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, but if the surrogate was pregnant when that happened, yeah. 
why weren't you talking about it? So mm-hmm. again, it just like mm-hmm. highlights that their show isn't real because mm-hmm. they left out the big chunk that mm-hmm. there was a surrogate pregnant, mm-hmm. which again, like you can keep personal information mm-hmm. to yourself. That's mm-hmm. your prerogative, but then don't fake like that's not happening. Yeah. So just true. leave it out. And then, and then Tristan is gallivanting Europe right now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like different women on his arm, mm-hmm. different countries. Like he's mm-hmm. living it up. And I'm just thinking, like, is the surrogate about to have the baby? Yeah. Because that's what they said the baby is due any day. Yeah. So are you not going to be there at all to support the. But you know, I, it just is. Uh, in the sense, I, she's very wealthy. So, I mean. You know, you're getting wet nurses. You're getting all the things. You know, I don't. Yeah. You know, you can it's, send the private jet to pick yeah, him up. It literally, yeah. So it's yeah. fine. And I mean, they are this whole thing about co-parenting and stuff is just so tired. You know, but I guess if they really are, then he should be there. So why is he not? Uh, everyone's like, he's single, he's single. Who cares? It's like it's because there's a baby being born. Yeah. And that's why we care. Um, I mean, unless, you know, she told him to stay away. Which could be the case. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine when these kids grow up and then they look at the internet and it's like, oh, cool, my dad tried to pay pay off my mom to mm-hmm. have an abortion and then my dad was just with a bunch of girls, like, as I was being born. Like, that can't feel good. One of the girls he was with was Tommy Hilfiger's daughter, Allie. <laughs> Which is also just really interesting because Chris Jenner's really good friends with Tommy Hilfiger. Wow. And his wife. Hollywood is so it's so incestuous. I mean It it's is. Just, you really it's like so connected and like uh yeah, like how many of the sisters have potentially hooked up with Justin Bieber? I know. <laughs> you know I was like... thinking about that the other day. Oh my god. <laughs> like Kendall and Courtney. Yeah. And possibly Kylie. Like, it's so weird. (laughs) They just have, like, different norms than us, I guess. Yeah, so true. We're not slut-shaming anyone, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, fuck whoever you want. But I don't know. There's some things that I'm like, I would probably think twice, like, personally, (laughs) think twice about having sex uh, with the same person as uh, a sibling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's my boundary. If it's not yours, whatever. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, speaking of another sister, Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. Oh, my God. I hate her so much. (laughs) (laughs) No, truly, she's become the most unlikable one recently. Like, what the fuck? So quick. Yeah, so she got called out for posting on her Instagram about her two jets. And because, like, of course, read the fucking room, Kylie, like, truly. And then I follow this account. I've talked about it on the podcast, but there's this Twitter account at Celeb Jets. Give them a follow. They track all the celebrity private jets and share where the, when they left, where they're going to, and how much fuel and the cost of the fuel that the jet is taking. And it is disgusting. It's disgusting for like so many reasons. Like, global warming reasons, literally parts of the UK are, like, on fire right now. And then you add in just, yeah, the financial of it all. Like, it's so 
violent. And we all know that celebrities are very rich and et cetera, et cetera. They could all be doing a lot more to help the people who are in need. But when you really do put it so blatantly, when somebody is willing to take a jet to avoid a 40-minute drive and they could put that money into, like, a houseless shelter or something, it's truly, truly maddening. It is, it's, like, violent. 100%. Yeah, that was what she was really getting called out for is she took a flight within like the greater LA area where it was like a 40 minute drive, but she took a three minute flight. And like, that's just absolutely disgusting. Like, I don't even know what to say. I'm, it riles me up so much, especially because she had just portrayed herself Mm -hmm. going to the grocery Mm -hmm. store and going to the car wash Mm -hmm. And being like, oh my god, it's so fun to be like a normal person, mm-hmm. etc. And then she's posting this and it's just so frustrating. She also recently went to Target <laughs> and posted a TikTok about it. Wow. And I was just thinking that is the ultimate middle class excursion is a Sunday Target run. Yeah, we are living in a hellscape and this is all <laughs> so... Just like clown shit, like la da 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 da. I'm like sitting here being like, how am I gonna pay my bills? Oh my god, I'm go- so happy that Kylie took a jet to Target. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and Truly, that's, where, that's, that's the jet she took, y'all. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but like, I get that. Like, I feel like when we like flex culture really like mm-hmm. came to be, or like even when the Kardashians started their TV mm-hmm. show, it was like, oh, that's like kind of aspirational. Like, mm-hmm. um, what? what would that be like to live like Mm -hmm. that? And now it's like in like, no one can afford groceries. We truly live in a hellscape. You're posting about your billion dollars. Like you don't have a care in the world. Yeah. And just so, so like your jet or mine. Yeah. So unconnected. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. I don't think anyone needs to look up to these people. Like you said, there was an aspirational element a while ago, but like no one, I don't even think that many people are looking up to, I mean, there are people who want to be like that, of course, but it's more just like, I'm not mad because I'm like, they're setting a bad example. I'm more mad at just like the what they're physically doing. I'm mad at the waste. I'm mad at the, you know, not what it says, what it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So she can fucking piss off. I think that they knew that she was getting bad PR. Mm. So then on July 20th, she went out in LA with all of her girls she was wearing white and everyone else was in black. So people were saying maybe it was her bachelorette party. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, my God. They're so genius. I know. Shakes I know. Because, at Sky. <laughs> I know. And then she was posting about Travis Scott today. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. I bet you are just, again, setting us up uh-huh. to be distracted by your relationship. And know what? Maybe even her posting about the Jets. Was to distract from the Chloe shit. I mean, truly, though, I do. It's like, it is. It is a a little, like, domino game, for sure. What is the, what's the real, you know, thing? What's the it's, truth? Because that's what they do. They're like, okay, one sister's getting heat. The other one can just pop out the story. And it's like, yeah, we'll be outraged about her two jets for a few days, but we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Imagine the group chat. Hey, um, God, y'all, uh, could you take this one for me? 
no, 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 I'm really busy this week. Okay, no, I'll take it over here. No, I'll do yeah. it. I got it. Um, you owe me anyway. So next time I'm in problem. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. Good chat, everybody. Yeah. Like, okay, let's pull out the wedding. Like everyone loves a wedding. Let's put up, pull out the bachelorette shit. Like <laughs> get the rumors going. So good. So wild. Kendall, this is like the little, like literally minorest of details, mm. but it stuck out to me so much because I really think it was a window into Kendall Jenner as a person. But as I mentioned before, the Victoria's Secret document is getting a lot of headlines. And there's this viral moment where a, I think, news reporter hands Kendall her phone to take a selfie. She takes a selfie. She's like deadpan, takes a selfie, doesn't turn her body or utter a word to this news reporter and hands back her phone and then immediately her face goes deadpan and I was like you are a bitch (laughs) there's always these like rumors out there about what celebrities are mean or nice or whatever and you just moments like that and you're like oh man (laughs) because you're at an event like I understand if you were out for dinner with your yes. boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she's out with Devin Booker. Someone taps her on the shoulder and says, can I have a selfie? She takes the picture. She gives the camera mm-hmm. back. Sure. That's annoying. They're on a date. Mm-hmm. But when she's at a work event where a person is creating content for Victoria's Secret and therefore your job. Kendall Jenner. Yeah. S- say thank you. Smile. Turn your body to the person. Like, it's just the respect. Yeah, she throws her phone back at this chick. Like, just the respect was not there. And I was just like, this this checks out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what makes me think of is recently I saw a video of Kristen Stewart on a, oh. on a like, a small, a small, like, red carpet. Maybe it was, like, in cans or something like that. And she was... It's kind of like the reverse. She was smiling and having so much fun and just, like, waving to everybody and, like, kind of doing finger guns. And then a a fan was like, oh, let's take a photo. She goes up to them. She's smiling. They put the photo, the camera out. She does her deadpan face and, like, her mouth slightly, like, open. Like, she's kind of uncomfortable. Does takes the photo and then she immediately starts smiling again and like walks away and then I go to Google and I look at just like photos of Kristen Stewart like every photo this woman has ever taken is this face where she looks slightly terrified and like she's gonna vomit from anxiety and but like she knows how to smile and I just see this video where she literally is smiling and then put that exact face on for the photo I was like what that's such a weird like that's what you want out there that's your like robotic. It reminds me also of Victoria Beckham. Oh yes. Yeah, like she's like a joyous person. Yeah. And then as soon as a camera can, comes out, she's just like straight face. And it's interesting because people have constantly said Taylor or not Taylor Swift, Kristen Stewart, <laughs> um, the other lesbian. Um, <laughs> um, that Kristen Stewart is a bitch, right? Like every time I ever try to talk about Twilight to anybody, they're like, "Oh yeah, I get that," but like I never really liked Kristen. She's kind of like I'm like. 
<sighs> and I have like an aneurysm. I'm like, she was playing a character. They should have given her an Oscar. She killed that role because that's what Bella is. Yeah, I know. I'm one of those people. I'm like, she did nothing for the role. Then I was like, well, Bella is such a fucking wet blanket. She actually killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then it's like, so, but in general, people are just like, I think she's like this bitch and she is like, hates being out in public. She clearly doesn't want to be a celebrity. I'm like, but she, I think she does. I think she's chosen that this is her narrative and I kind of love it. If I could just have one night with her to have drinks, I just want to find out like why. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Well, it kind of is like gaining a sense of control back Mm. of your image and stuff. Cause I think that that's why Mm. Victoria. Victoria did it because she was like someone told she either said someone told me to smile or someone said my teeth were ugly mm-hmm. and I said I'll never show them my smile or teeth again mm-hmm. so wow. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's so interesting that's that is so interesting yeah. but yeah Kristen like undecided Kendall I'm like I <laughs> I think you're scum she's the least interesting to look at right <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's just giving us nothing. She literally did nothing for this new season. The whole first episode is like, I'll be here. And then Kylie and her were never there. I know. It's like, okay, if you don't want to be on the TV show, just don't be on it. Yeah. Like, come on. like the, the older sisters were the ones that started in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, you should feel no kind of like obligation if you don't want to do it i guess it's because again they promote the family as a whole package but yeah yeah, they just were not on the entire season like they had no storylines except for like going to in and out and that time that kendall got mad at scott for like four seconds (laughs) which was good i wanted more of that i know i know because you could tell she was actually mad yeah oh my god who wouldn't be true so yeah kendall if you're listening just do better, girl. Do better. Yeah, we need we need something from you. We need something better. Okay, this is the part of the show where the guest nominates a pettyweight champion of the week, someone in the media that did something petty and it was iconic. Jenna, who are you nominating this week? My fave, my queen, the reason I breathe, Britney Spears. <laughs> I love it. Why was she a pettyweight champ this you week? You know, many people have been suggesting for her to just kind of move on from the conservatorship drama, go live her life, be happy. A, she is. It's fine. Please leave her alone. Two, she absolutely deserves justice and revenge in whatever form that takes. And so she has continued to push with the help of her lawyer that her family and Lou Taylor and Robin Greenhill be deposed. They have all dragged their feet and made excuses and have tried to not be deposed for legal, you know, the courts, and um, she's keeping her fucking heels on their necks, and I love that for her. Um, And it was just found out that the father will, in fact, have to give a deposition very soon. He cannot get out of it. The judge um, finally did something about it. And then the same goes for TriStar, essentially, and Robin Hill and uh, Lou Taylor. Theirs is still a little bit like how serious will it actually happen. I, I still wonder if they'll actually have to be deposed, but I do hope it happens. But she's still trying, and that's good for Brittany, and I, I support that, you know? And then she made some post on Instagram last week about 
Selena Gomez and her mother. And a lot of people were confused about it because it's very Britney speak. You know, like, what is she really saying <laughs> in these captions? And I'm not here to say I know 100%, but I do think ultimately it was shade on her mother. She was basically making a comparison to how Selena Gomez came to her wedding and said that she just wishes the best for her. I just wish, I just want you to be happy. She said it three times to me at my wedding. And then at the end of the post, she talks about how her mother was caught by TMZ at an airport because she did not get invited to the wedding, and that she just said, I just want her to be happy. And I think Brittany was trying to make a comparison of, like, Selena Gomez is great and wonderful, but she's a stranger to me, essentially. And my mother is acting the same way. And yeah. I think that's just, it's beautiful. She has such a way with her words of dragging people, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, you're so right, and I appreciate that, like, interpretation of it, because mm-hmm. I was, like, confused, too, about how she was kind of saying that, like, Selena was a rando, which, like, fair enough, like, her friends kind of got cut off from her during mm-hmm. the conservatorship, mm-hmm. but that is really a really good interpretation of it because it is true. And I think most of the shade that she does throw is to her family. Mm -hmm. Like it's not even to other celebs per se or anything like that. Like she's obviously feels betrayed and riled up Mm -hmm. about her loved ones. Mm -hmm. So true for good reason. I mean, just truly these people, they were trying to kill her and they just abused her. You know, oh my yeah. God, did you hear the clip she shared of her singing Hit Me Baby One More Time? Yes, I did. I mean, I will never recover from that. It was I know. so amazing. She, if you didn't listen, she like refigured the like composition of the song and sang it in a different tone with her natural singing voice and changes the song completely like the tone of it oh my god and where she put inflection on the words and everything and in her caption just she goes on and on about how like we were trying to do this like 13 14 years ago but they wouldn't let me do it and then they tried to take it from me and do some weird bullshit and they fucking ruined it they fucking ruined it and y'all never gonna get it because they ruined it and it's just so sad like how many things can they have done to this woman they burned her journals they Mm -hmm. you know locked her into this they drugged her they've Mm -hmm. oh my god and the fact that people are still on her instagram being like are you okay no the fuck she's not yeah (laughs) and that's okay like this type of stuff takes years if not a lifetime Mm -hmm. to heal from Mm -hmm. she was just released from her conservatorship months ago like mere months ago so let's just give her her space let her do her shit posting Mm -hmm let her enjoy her new husband Mm -hmm. and be happy for her be happy for her come on people (laughs) yeah what did you think of her wedding i thought it was good cute and i think it was very her it was it was really pretty and it was very floral and just very britney she looked so happy dancing barefoot and just changing outfits and like the joke is like she made Donatella watch her change into her sheen outfits and I just love that. I love that. <laughs> what, I love that. What a concept. Like uh, yeah you made my dress but also look at this cool outfit I got it. Like and I love that. Yeah you know there's definitely some weird things that happened with the Jason Alexander of it all and just some weirdness but I think that I'm just glad they got it done and that they can move on from it and you know, she got a good prenup. I mean, I, I the jury's still out on whether I think uh, Sam is, like, her one and, and all, but I don't think he's a bad man, and I think people need to give him a little bit of credit for yeah. being with her for so long and really helping her where he could. 
Um, yeah. People like to say, why didn't he say anything? I'm like, of course he didn't say anything because he would have been kicked out and then he she wouldn't yeah. have been alone. Yeah, 100%. And, like, also it was an active court case. Yeah. So I, there's probably limitations of what you can even 100%. say publicly. So yeah. he has supported her and he has made it clear where he stands and I think people need to just respect them. It, yeah. there's there's just like a tinge of misogyny that I do not enjoy when people constantly judge her and question whether she's with this man or like he's alright or whatever. I'm like, y'all have never given her the her autonomy with the men that she has been with. And it is gross and disgusting. You need to look inward on that. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And it's like we need to trust that she is making the right decision mm-hmm. for herself. Mm-hmm. Like And if she isn't, also who cares? That's her fucking choice. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for allowing me the space to talk about her. Yes, yes. No, okay, I love that. <laughs> and now it's time for This Week in Petty, where the guest, Jenna, is going to share a story about something that happened in real life that they are petty about. What are you petty about this week? Oh, I, it's hard to think of one particular thing, right? I, Literally. I, I try to wake up every day with that energy. But I will say, you know... Roses for everybody and I, the the crew, we've all been working really hard on this campaign and it was really, we worked for four hours, four, sorry, four months before we launched it and it was really important to us and we really believe in the mission and so many people have been like reaching out to us saying this is really helping them with their, just the way they see themselves and see fat liberation, all that really good and gooey, mushy stuff, right? But I fucking have to tell you. Every day when I get to post a little fucking post on Instagram that literally calls out the show for, like, being really hateful, and I get to tag ABC, ABC Bachelorette, Warner Brothers TV, Fleiss, Mike Fleiss, the creator, Robert Mills, the producer, is gives me life that I'm just, yeah. like, constantly making a mess, and they have to think about it, and they have to see it. And if you go to Bachelorette's official Instagram, you look in their tag photos, you'll see photos that we've done. It's just so petty. And I really has given me so much life to just drag this franchise. Good. I'm so glad. And your crew and you have done such a good job of really laying out what you want, being persistent and kind of explaining some of the things like you talked about the word of fat Mm -hmm. being a neutral word Mm -hmm. a descriptive word Mm -hmm. a word that people are reclaiming Mm -hmm. and how um you can say that word because being scared or thinking it's bad to say is fat phobic Mm -hmm. and like just those type of messaging that just a greater audience needs to see Mm -hmm. so you folks have done such a good job thank you yeah we yeah if you are if the conversation has made you pause a little bit, we very much respect that. And we know that not everyone is on the same level or journey or where they are in their acceptance and their fight for fat liberation. But we definitely welcome you to check out our Instagram. We do have lots of content there that is aimed at The Bachelor, but also aimed at having that discourse within yourself, with your community about fat being a neutral word and just all the ways in which anti-fat bias affects our everyday life and accessibility, the court systems, um, employment, housing, medical. I mean, how many times have we heard about medical discrimination that's sanctioned? It's like, it's like sanctioned abuse. It's just truly maddening. And so there's just a lot of content. We're not experts, but we think it's a great place to start and it's accessible. So 
come on over. Yeah, super accessible and it's based in lived experience. That makes it really personal and mm-hmm. authentic. And Thank you. yeah, I've I've just been so enjoying it and I've loved to see the uptake, um, put the positive uptake mm-hmm. from so many news outlets, from mm-hmm. other Bachelor contestants and stuff like that. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. So yeah, thank you so much and join us in being petty and just yes. slandering the you show. Know I'm, you know I'm there for th- that aspect <laughs> of it too. <laughs> like I love when you're like live tweeting the show and stuff like that. It's so good. So, and like... I know that right now the focus is on Bachelor Nation, but just like when folks were fighting for racial equity in reality TV, again, we haven't completed that Mm -hmm. or will we ever? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But like it goes beyond the show Mm -hmm. and starts to seep into other reality TV shows as well because yeah that's the same like I watch Survivor and it's like oh why is the fat woman of color always voted out first Mm -hmm. and like those types of things that Mm -hmm. those unchecked biases that need to be checked Mm -hmm. and so yeah I just want to see this expand to other realms of TV because some people have been like literally just being in the comments like why don't you just go to another network if you don't like the way the show is doing things just go somewhere else and we ask where where yes sure there are other shows that do have fat people on lizzo has a great reality show like there are things right true but also no like i'm sorry that's not an acceptable answer other networks are having the same problem other shows are having the same problem yeah absolutely i know your listeners get it but just like the idea of just telling people to go somewhere else if they don't like what they're seeing is truly like mind-boggling in 2022 so we're just here to talk about it, and that's the space we like being in. I like watching The Bachelor. I'm allowed to want it to do better. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> just like you would ask of your employer or your friends or family or whatever. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, I can't wait to see, yeah, how everything unfolds with this. So where can the listeners find you and find roses for everybody and date card and everything else you have going on yeah um best place to go is instagram then you can just find us from there but uh date card pod at date card pod on instagram and um for roses for everybody it's at roses for everybody on instagram we have a link tree and has all the other places you can find us on twitter and tiktok ways that you can just really engage and help besides signing and sharing is commenting tagging creators that you want to see share stitching us on tiktok things like that even if it's just a a stitch being like oh check this out um it would really help and this goes beyond beyond natural as we just said so you know if you want to see representation in other shows this is an important fight so yeah you can find us there and then you can find me personally on jenna with a smile on instagram i post a lot of twilight content and now our flag means death content if you like gay pirates come over and find me i love that i love that (laughs) thank you so much for coming on today thank you And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Jenna for joining me on today's episode. As promised, I have a few updates before we wrap up. Kirsten McKinnis, friend of the pod, sent me the cheekiest nomination for her Pettyweight Champion of the Week. And it is (laughs) X Factor releasing unseen footage of like Nicole Schwarzinger 
I'm I'm butchering that last name. My apologies, Nicole. Simon Cowell. I'm I was gonna say Ricky Gervais, but I think it's like the other worse one. <laughs> like the white UK judge. <laughs> I watched the clip and obviously blacked it all out. But irregardless, that's not a word. Regardless of my short-term memory loss. It refutes the point that Liam Payne was the center of the creation of the band One Direction. And it is petty as fuck that they pulled out this like 15 year old ago footage. (laughs) Oh my God, I cannot speak. And decided to air out Liam Payne's dirty laundry. Iconic. The next update I have is about Britney Spears. Just today, she released and then deleted some text messages to her mom and to a friend. Uh, You can find them online, but basically she's asking for her medical rights back. She's questioning the drugs that the institution she was in was giving her. She says some really disturbing things, like she thinks that the doctor is trying to kill her. And she states in her Instagram caption that... It, you know, is a little bit different with proof. So she's really trying to prove her point. And I, I'm so sad that, that she thinks that people are doubting her. Because I don't think anyone is, or at least on in my neck of the woods on the internet. And I just want this to be over for her. She also talks about not working after the conservatorship is over and just leaving, living an adventurous life. And I love that so much. And that is her spirit. And I... It's a really good message for all of us just to, you know, try to live an adventurous life because we never know what's going to happen. So all the best to Brittany. Be well in every sense of the word. And then finally, Ben and Jen are on their honeymoon. They were seen in Paris. They were seen on a boat. And Ben was sleeping in one paparazzi picture and then crying in the other. So I have no idea what's going on, but I cannot wait to read the blind items and the gossip to hear more about their honeymoon because it seems like it's full of highs and lows. Anyways, folks, that's all from me. Give me a follow at RTBB podcast. If you haven't and you've got to this point, you should leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps listeners find the podcast, helps me climb the podcast charts. So much appreciated if you do that. And that's all. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.